Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk Podcast. In our Premier Division, Highgate Albion 5, Hornsey and Highgate nil, Park Rolls 2, Takers 4. And in my game of the week, AFC Oakwood 1, Atletico Cerezo 1. I said I couldn't be wrong three weeks in a row. I got proved wrong. I went for a 4-2 win for AFC Oakwood. So, sorry AFC Oakwood. I will not be predicting your games this week because I predicted you to win three weeks in a row. And you failed to win three weeks in a row. So um, that's another huge dent towards AFC Oakwood's title chances. You know, they were looking really good earlier in this season. They've hit a major blip, but hopefully they can, you know, recover their form starting with next week's match into the championship. Mehmet Chikgalata 2, Panda 1, Zaza 0, Westbourne United 2. And in my game of the week, heavy hitters 1, the Bandits 0. I did go for a 2 all draw. I thought it'd be a very close game. Heavy hitters have been on a good roll lately. And um, this really boosts their promotion chances. You know, they needed a win over the Bandits. I think a win for the Bandits would have pretty much secured their and Westbourne United's promotion to the Premier Division. So it's a very good result for heavy hitters. And they've done really well this season. Um, Really, really happy with how they performed this season. Into Division 1, AFC Rose 3, Peckinspore 3. Um, bit of a mixed bag here from us. We didn't play too well. Uh, we were very clinical in the counter-attack. Um, we caused the defence a lot of problems. Um, grabbed a couple of early goals. And then we kind of went to sleep and, you know, lost focus. And they got back into the game with two kind of softish goals. Um... And then we retook the lead again, getting through their back line, um, as we did a few times in the game. And then they equalised uh, with about 20 minutes left. Low drilled shot. Um, I couldn't really sort my feet out and it went through my legs, unfortunately. But we move on to next week uh, in the league again. Highgate Albion reserves four, AC Finchley two. And in my game of the week, Gospel Oak 1, Enfield United 2. Come back, come from behind, win for Enfield United here. Um, Very good result for them. They haven't been, you know, brilliant this season. I think they've had a lot of availability issues as well. Um, So it's a very good result for them over a team like Gospel Oak who do play good football. And, you know, when they get in the lead, they are a very good team. And they are very hard to break down. They've beaten Highgate Albion Reserves this season. You know, they've had a lot of good results. So, it's a very impressive result for Enfield United there. Moving on into Division 2. AFC Oakwood Reserves 1. AFC Edmonton 5. Grange Park 1. Trent Park 1. And a big result at the top of the table. Mill Hill Club to Football 1. Whetstone Wanderers under 23s nil. It's the first defeat of the season for Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. And it does a lot for Mill Hill Club, the football's promotion hopes. 
very big result there for Mill Hill Club, the football, and for uh, North London Athletic as well, who, you know, now are in pole position to take the lead in the Division 2 title race. Moving on to Division 3, North London Colts 5, Underdogs 0, Continental 5, London Orient 0, and Shentry Athletic 0, Stone Wonders Old Boys 0. So none of the away teams in the league actually scoring there in Division 3. Moving on to Division 4, Camden FC 3, Arnest Rangers 4, and Gower Phoenix 2, Maida Villa 2. Into Division 5, South Tottenham United 1, Fireside 1, EC Galaxy 3, Talflick 2, and New Copper 4, Roman Reporters 2. Into Division 6, Highgate Albion Full 7, North Atletico 0, Northwest Wolves 10, New Barnet 0. And in my game of the week, Enfield Albion 2, AFC Muswell Hill 2nd 4. Really big result for AFC Muswell Hill seconds. This gives them that top leverage against Enfield Albion. Gives them a little bit of a gap. As a very good result for them. I was playing on a pitch nearby. And I did see AFC Muswell Hill grab a really late goal to seal the game. So it's a very good result for them. Keeps them top of the table. Keeps Enfield Albion at bay. And they've been on a real roll lately and they're looking towards lifting that Division 6 title. So moving on into the cup action now in Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup. North London Athletic 1, Gower All Stars 2. Into the Junior Challenge Cup, Coney Hatch Athletic 0, Northwest Galacticos 3. Armenian Youth Association 3, United House 1. Cop Foster 6, Barnet Salsa 4. North London Wanderers 0, London Wednesday 1. Into the Junior Cup, Highgate Albion 3rd 3, NLR 4. And in the London Junior Cup, London Seagulls weren't flying high as they lost 1-0 to Northumberland Park Rangers. Moving on into the fixtures in our Premier Division. I told you I wouldn't predict them this week. AFC Oakwood face Hornsey and Highgate. And in my game of the week, two teams that have caused AFC Oakwood headaches in the last few weeks. It's the Romans facing Atletico Cerezo. And they may have caused AFC Oakwood headaches, but they haven't caused anyone else in the league too many sleepless nights. Uh, I'm going to go for a close game here. I think it'll be a very entertaining affair. I'm going to go... For a tight win for the wrong end here. I'm going to go 2-1 to them. Moving on into Division 1. AC Finchley face Gospel Oak. Kadara's Town face AFC Rose. And in my game of the week. It's bottom or second bottom against top. As United House take on London Wednesday. Um, this should be a one-sided affair. I'm going to go for 6-1. London Wednesday into Division 2. Trent Park face AFC Edmonton. Anatolians face AFC Oakwood Reserves. Locomotive Thunder take on Mill Hill Club the Football. And Grange Park face North London Athletic. Oh, and Whetstone Wanderers under 23s take on GTFA if they decide to show up this week. Into Division 3. AFC Muswell Hill take on London Orient. Sopranos face Continental 
and underdogs entertain Whetstone Wanderers. Old boys into Division 4. It's Brotherhood Cozzy taking on NLR. Arnest Rangers facing Highgate Albion thirds. Barnet Salsa taking on Maida Villa. And FC Cricklewood facing Camden FC. Into Division 5, only one game. Roving Reporters take on EC Galaxy. And in Division 6, it's New Barnet taking on Northwest Wolves. Enfield Albion taking on North Athletico. And Coney Hatch Athletic taking on Edmonton Rovers. Into the Cup action in Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup action. North London Colts take on New Copper. In the Junior Challenge Cup, it's Enfield United facing Cop Fosters. In the Premier Cup, the Bandits face Heavy Hitters. Mehmet Chikgalata take on Park Royals. Zaza face Gower All-Stars. In the Intermediate Cup, Peckinsmore face Highgate Albion Reserves. In the Junior Cup, Intermill Hill face North London Wanderers. In the Barnet Sunday Football League Shield, Armenian Youth Association take on AFC Muswell Hill Seconds. Northwest Galacticos take on Tauflick. In the Invitational Cup, South Tottenham United take on Alexandra Knights. In the London Junior Cup, Northumberland Park Rangers again in North um, London <laughs> London Junior Cup action. They take on Highgate Albion Wolves. And a massive game here in the Middlesex Premier Cup. The semi-finals, Takers take on Highgate Albion. So it'll be very interesting to see that game. I believe another team, I think it's Park Royals, they're also in the semi-finals. So it'll be interesting to see who wins this game and makes it to the Middlesex Premier Cup final. Two of the best teams in Middlesex, in London, in the Barnet League. See how they get on next week when we'll give you the results and the fixtures from the Barnet Sunday Football League. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League Roundup for the month of January as we start the action for the 2022 calendar year. And of course we start over in the senior division which is currently led by Hatch Lane who have had a terrific last few weeks um, incorporating the, the end of last of the last month with their victory of course over uh, SE Dons giving them a real springboard and they top the division by 6 points at present with 30 points from their 12 games played with 10 victories to their name. But that did include a defeat, and that has set them back very slightly on their quest for the title. Sitting in second place are FC Baller, who also have played 12 games, with 8 victories to their name in their first season at this level, giving them 24 points. And just below them are two sides who are trying to make their way and catch up on games, one of those being Bay T Squad, who have played 9 games so far this season in the league, winning 7 and drawing 1, from giving them a 22-point haul, and of course, with games in hand, could still move top of the table. But another side who are almost identical in record are Eastway Athletic, who have been quietly going about their work just below the side's top of the table. Six wins and a draw from eight played so far this season, still plenty of games to go, and they have 19 points to their name and a very healthy goal difference too. Sitting in fifth place are El Valiente, who are seven points adrift of the fourth place uh, spot there. They have four wins from their nine games played so far and they're probably just playing for a solid mid-table finish this year which will disappoint them I'm sure. Just below them are Secret FC who are also on 12 points so they have played three more games than El Valiente above them. 
four wins from their 12, but that one of those wins was against the team top of the table, Hatch Lane, last weekend in a game which really put the cat amongst the pigeons. And below them, by three points, are 7th place United, Deanne, who have three games in hand on the side above, uh, and so they therefore could well be looking at a higher place finish as the season progresses towards its crescendo. Three victories to their name, seeing them onto nine points. And two sides below them, uh, the first of those is London Mavericks, who sit eighth with two victories from 12 so far this season, uh, and, and a, a critical victory amongst those against their, their relegation rivals, United Deanne, in recent weeks. And sitting bottom of the table, with no points to their name so far, are Repton, who have played just the seven games and have really struggled to match the efforts of those above. We move on into the Premier Division now, and at the top of the table are Brook Athletic, who are really flying away with uh, things both in the league and in the cup. Uh, nine victories uh, to their name and three draws. They're the only unbeaten side in that division. 30 points to their name. Just below them are Flyhouse Athletic, who do sit nine points adrift, but with two games in hand and a game still to play against Brook, could still define the season. They have seven victories to their name in ten games, uh, and of course are still involved with, with the cup competitions too, so much still to play for. Avental sit third and were the leaders a couple of weeks ago, but have have dropped off the pace a little because they've run out of games. They have 20 points from their 13 games played with six victories and two draws. A decent turnout for the first season in the league. And in fact, they're the highest goal scorers in the division too. Sitting in fourth place are Belfry, who are, in aside from their league place at the moment, which is in fourth, 18 points from their nine games, five victories and three draws. They're also through to the quarterfinals of the Essex Sunday Premier Cup, where they'll take on Barkingside this weekend. Games in hand, of course, could, could see them shoot right up into second place if they were to win all of those. But, of course, that's not a given at this level of the game. And in fifth place, just below Belfry on goal difference alone, is Roos, who are uh, 12 games played, 5 victories and 3 draws. Another side will be reasonably proud of their efforts, having been promoted up two divisions over the summer. And just below them, by two points, are Barking Riverside. Five victories and one draw to their name sees them onto a 16-point tally with three games left to play in the league campaign before they start the cup, of course. In seventh place are Barking and Dagenham Wanderers, who have played 14, so they're almost done with their league games, but they do have a cup campaign still to start in February. Three victories and four draws, a pretty solid return in what has proved to be a very high-quality division. And just below the Wanderers are East Stars, who do have a game in hand on the side above, and only sit behind them by one point. They have accrued 12 points to their name so far, a division which has had lots of draws. They've had three of them as well, alongside three victories, uh, keeping them well clear of the relegation worries. And the side at the bottom of the table uh, at the moment in the relegation zone are Culture Club, 10 victories to their name, uh, just the one draw, though they are also through to the quarter-final of the Essex Premier Cup, which takes place again this weekend as they face Rouge 21. We move on now into Division 1, which has been, for the most part, a battle between just two teams at the very top, uh, with Faden Green and Oceana actually having played their first game against each other at the weekend just gone. It's Faden Green who now hold the advantage, uh, having now been the only side left in the division without being beaten. They have 37 points from 13 games played, 12 victories and a draw, which gives them a six-point lead over Oceana. But Oceana, of course, do have a game in hand and still have to play Faden Green in the reverse fixture 
And in fact, those two teams meet in this weekend's County Cup quarter-final. So much to play for between these two. Oceana have won 10 and drawn 1, seeing them on to 31 points. Sitting just behind those sides, I say just behind, quite some way behind in fact, uh, it, by 11 points is FC Galaxy, who have played 15, winning 6 and drawing 2, um, as they sit in third place in the table. And looking, looking over their shoulder to Abridge Village, who sit 4th, who have 19 points, just one point behind FC Galaxy, and have four games in hand over this side above. Much to do with their also their excellent County Cup form. Uh, they're also in Essex Premier Cup action this weekend with a quarter-final against Rayleigh Town. Their league form, six victories and a draw, seeing them onto those 19 points, and looking strong for a third-place finish at least. Just below them, also on 19 points, and with a game in hand in fact, so AC Milano, another side who are pressing for a top three or top four finish here, you would say, uh, they have six wins and a draw from 10 games played so far this year, also seeing 19 points. There's then a four-point gap down to the side below them, which is Chingford Athletic, who have played 11 with five victories to their name. It would have been a decent turnout for them, a little bit up and down, you might say, uh, but a side packed with a lot of talent. And below them, by a further four-point gap, are Emerson Park, also have played 11 games with three victories and two draws to their name, seeing them accrue 11 points. Then you have the three sides who are battling out to avoid the relegation spots. The first of those are FC Mexico A, who sit in 8th spot with two wins and two draws from 14 so far this campaign, seeing them accrue 8 points. And below them by one point and the first side sitting in the relegation zone are Barkin, who have also have just the two wins to their name and one draw, giving them 7 points. But they do have three games in hand on Mexico and if they were to convert those, could move up the table significantly. Sitting bottom of the table by a further three points are Snaresbrook, who from 10 games have won one and drawn one, seeing them only pick up four points in what's been a disappointing first half of the campaign. Into Division 2 now, and again, this is a very tight division, with St Augustine's leading the way with 10 victories and a draw from their 13 games played, seeing them on to 31 points. But Romeo Colts really haven't given up the ghost on this one and sit in second place with 29 points, just two points behind St. Augustine's, albeit from a game more. Nine victories and two draws, ensuring that they keep themselves in pole position for promotion spot. And just below them, uh, by six points, are Asianos, who sit third and could go level with Romeo Colts, albeit with a more inferior goal difference. They've accrued seven victories and two draws to their name, meeting their 23-point their tally so far. Total Football have had a great run of results recently. They've shot right up into fourth place in the table. A very attractive side to watch um, when they play football. Six victories and four draws in this division. Another division which is packed out with draws. 22 points gained for the fourth place side as they seek to try and get a top three or top four finish. Sitting one point behind Total Football are fifth place Thames Ironworks Community who also have had a decent season so far. Six victories and three draws earning them 21 points. And that's the same number of points and the same goal difference almost to Royal Lions A, who shot out of the blocks really and were one of the top sides in the division up until around the Christmas time. Seven victories to their name out of 13, but they have fallen away somewhat and now sit in the middle of the table, although very comfortably. And another side who did make a fast start in this division were Eastbrook United, 
Uh, five wins and five draws. The highest side with draws in this division. Uh, saw them accrue 20 points from their first 13 games. But those draws, you might say, have cost them possibly a promotion push as, as we push the season on. Just four sides left to look at now. And that starts with eighth place East London Harriers, who are four points adrift of Eastbrook above them and have played four games, uh, sorry, three games more than those opponents. But they have accrued four victories and four draws in a pretty solid first turnout in the, season, in the, in the league. So they'll be pretty happy with their efforts, you might say. Sitting in ninth place and with games in hand are Frenford, who sit just above the relegation zone, although very comfortably in terms of points because they're 10 points clear of the two sides below them. Three victories and five draws sees them sitting in a reasonably healthy position and still involved in cup competitions too. The two sides who sit in the relegation zone have pretty much been locked there for most of the season, the first of those being Corona Redbridge, who has one victory and one draw to their name so far in a largely disappointing turnout and just four points. And below them on goal difference only are FC Mexico B, who have also played 12 and also only won one and lost one and drawn one, giving them a four-point haul themselves as they both try to avoid the drop. We move now into Division 3, in a division which has a number of sides really going hammer and tong right at the very top. Pole position at the moment, you would definitely say, is with Higham Hill, who have played 13 games so far this season, so seven games to play still, 10 victories and a draw, seeing them onto the 31-point mark so far. They also have a big County Cup game coming up at the weekend as they travel down to Southwood and Ferrers. In second place are Alpha, who can close the gap down to three points if they were to win that game in hand. They've accrued eight victories and a draw in what's been a pretty solid season for the for the, uh, the Wanstead base side. And their great rivals, Leightonstone Athletics, sit one point further back in the league, also with eight victories to their name, 12 games played. So they have eight more games to play in order to try and impart some pressure on the leading side. Dagenham Town are the highest goal scorers in the league this year. 78 goals in 16 games played. In a real mixed bag of a season so far. Seven victories, two draws and seven defeats. But those goals have really come hard in the last month or so. Um, and they have, have picked themselves up 23 points. Sitting just two points out of the promotion places. Debden Sports, you would say, are, are a side who, who will likely be challenging for those promotion spots. They have only played 11 games and so do have some games in hand on the teams above. Seven victories and a draw from those 11 and also having scored 57 goals. So they certainly know where the goal is too. They have accrued 22 points. Sitting in sixth place are Upshire Forest um, who, who did get to the fourth round of the Essex County Cup but are now out of that competition and can start to look upwards in the league table as a result of that with six victories and a draw from their 10 games played giving them 19 points. And not too much further behind are inside success. Two points back on 17 points from their 13 games played. Five victories and two draws. Another pretty solid first turnout in the league there for the Leighton base side. We now look at Averley-based Imperial Row, who sit in eighth place in the table, who have also played 13 games, accruing 16 points through five victories and a draw. But those seven defeats largely will probably keep them uh, in a mid-table position, but with lots to look forward to, uh, for the next season. Just below them, by a further point, are Munkhams, who have shot down the table in recent weeks. Uh, just four, four victories to their name, and also three draws, um, seeing them onto 15 points, and sitting comfortably, though, outside of the relegation places. 
And that's because the two sides sitting in those places are uh, struggling on, on a single-figure point score. Mayfield Kings, though, have picked up on on, uh, on their performances of the early start of the part of the season anyway, with two wins to their name, albeit 128 goals conceded can show you where their, their frailties lie. But they aren't bottom, and that, that goes down to Windmill Warriors, who are having played just 10 games, have only won the one, giving them a three-point tally and both of those probably staring down the barrel for a relegation this year. Into Division 4 now, and there is one standout candidate who continues to pull the results out of the bag, and that is Singh Sabah Barkin, who following promotion from Division 5 last year, are top of Division 4, having only lost one game, 11 victories in 12, seeing them accrue 33 points. And that is seven points clear of the chasing pack, the first of those being United Amateurs, who have played 15 of their 20 games so far this year, eight victories and two draws as they pick up 26 points. But they do have the best goal scoring record, which is something of an accolade for them to look after. But they might see themselves drop out of the promotion frame, and that's because Ainsley sit in third place with two games in hand on United Amateurs, and they've picked up 23 points, so they're just the three points behind, having won seven games and drawn two, uh, and could well still be looking up for looking up for a promotion. As are fourth place Chingford Athletic Reserves, who have really quietly gone about their work, but are sitting there in fourth place quite handily, with seven victories and two draws of their own, and again a pretty healthy goal difference too. So it's a real battle going on there for the for the, the second place spot. And another team who are part of that party are Ultimate Vision Reserves, who have a game in hand on the teams above, and three games in hand on the side in second and could easily move into second if were they to win some of those. Uh, they have six victories and three draws uh, from 12 games played. Below them, in sixth place, sitting right in the middle of the table in the pivot position, are Blackwall Rovers, who have played 14, uh, which is the, high, the second highest number in the division so far this year. Six wins and a draw, seeing them pick up 19 points. And in recent weeks, Lonsdale have been really picking up on the points too, and they've shot right up the table, and a potential threat to the mid-table sides. From 11 games played, they've won four and drawn three, giving them 15 points, and three games in hand on teams above. Could still see them move into a profitable position. Rayfield Park Rovers were third, um, probably around about the time we last did, did a report. They've dropped off the pace a little uh, in recent weeks, uh, four wins and two draws in their first season in adult football, which is not a bad turnout, you might say. In ninth place, Romford Athletic Dons are sitting with 11 points from 12 games, and they'll want to improve on that record because they are not too far away from the relegation places, having picked up just the three wins and two draws so far this year. In the first of those relegation positions is Ace Athletics, and they sit just one point off from safety, but, but they have played a game more, Three victories and a draw, seeing them on to 10 points. And five points adrift of those sides is bottom of the table Titans United, who have won one and drawn two of their 13 fixtures this season, as they look to make up a six-point deficit on the safety zone above them. Into Division 5 now, and it's Colbert Royals Vets who are in pole position to win this one, you might say now. A big result at the weekend just gone as they beat Valence United, one of their closest rivals for the title, in a 1-0 result over at Valence Park in Dagenham, which sees Colbrook on to 39 points with 13 victories in 14. That one defeat actually coming right at the start of the season. Sitting in second place are Belfry Reserves, 
who have won 10 and drawn one of their uh, first season in the league uh, competition with 31 points so far and also the second best uh, defensive record as well. In third place are Custom House Community who have played 15 which is one more than most of the sides around them. Nine victories and a draw has helped them onto a 28 point uh, tally um, and still, still in contention for a promotion place you might say. Just below them are Byron Red Star by a further point and exceptionally good goal difference with the best goal scoring record in the division. They've won nine of their 15, but six defeats has kind of um, taken the shine off a potential promotion push, but they do sit comfortably in fourth place. But promotion is really in the hands of fifth place Valence United, who have had an excellent season really, um, making their way through to the quarterfinals of the Essex uh, Junior Trophy where they'll head on to face Parrington Reserves at the weekend. Um, they have 27 points from 11 games played, nine victories accruing that, and also the best defensive record in the Division 2. Eastern Avenue sit in the top half, and they've had a mixed season, a good start and not-so-good middle, eight victories and six defeats in 14, seeing them pick up 24 points, sitting comfortably in mid-table. Just below them are United Borough, who do have two games in hand on Eastern Avenue and could make up the difference there and move above them were they to pick up wins in both of those. Six victories and a draw in their 12 games played this year, giving them 19 points. And just below them are Dagenham Rangers, who have played 16 of their uh, 22 games to be played so far. So six games left to play for the Barking Park Bay side. Six victories uh, in those games, seeing them pick up 18 points. And that's two points ahead of ninth place Royal Lions B, who have got uh, eight games left to play this season. They've won five and drawn one of 14, giving them 16 points. And with games in hand, they could still move up to the middle area of the table. Just below them by four points are an inform Ultimate Vision A side, who have made the semi-final of the Endeavour Cup competition and are through to the later stages uh, of other cups too. So they are in a good position despite their league league form, which has been rather indifferent, you might say. Just the four victories in 14, giving them 12 points. But of course, they've got bigger fish to fry in those cup competitions. Down in 11th place, the, the two sides sitting in the bottom two starts with Atletico City, who have played 17, the most in the division. But they've still got five games left to play and they're only trailing safety by two points here. So they could easily make that up if they were to apply themselves in the remaining fixtures. Six points adrift, however, of Atletico are Young Royals, who have picked up just the one victory and one draw this season. That victory coming against the second-place team in the division in a quite remarkable performance. Um, but other than that, they are looking like one of the favourites with the bookies to go down. And our last division to look at this month is Division 6. Uh, which is led uh, very strongly, in fact, by Mansfield Rangers, who are still top with 12 victories and two draws from 15. Just one defeat so far this season for the Walthamstow-based outfit. They have 38 points, which is 10 points clear of everybody else. In second place are Valence United Reserves, who do have a game in hand on, on Rangers above, so could, could close that gap very slightly. Nine wins and a draw, their first season in adult football, and I'm sure... They'll be very pleased with their efforts. And in fact, they do have the best goal scoring record in the Division 2. Below them, by a further four points, are Royal Lions C. Another team making their way in adult football for the first time. Seven victories and three draws from 14, giving them a reason, reasonable turnout for their first um, campaign. With still another four games to play 
plus their cup endeavours. Sitting in fourth place, another side uh, making their way into men's football and what a season it's been so far for Colbrook Royals reserves. They made the fourth round of the County Cup despite being one of the lowest ranked sides in the competition and have made it through to the later stages of the Endeavour Cup too, even without having it started their own divisional cup. They've only played the nine games as well, so they can still make up ground on Mansfield Rangers at the top of the division. And they could, in fact, move top if they were to win all of those games. Of course, that is uh, a difficult prospect ahead, as those games do include games against Mansfield. Seven victories from nine, they're on 21 points. Uh, Sitting in fifth place are Woodford Green United, who, after a slow start, have won five and drawn one of their 13, giving them 16 points as they chase a top-half finish. Another side chasing a top-half finish are Ping City Phoenixes, who have won four and drawn three of their 12 games played. They've still got the six games left to play this season, so much still to play. 15 points their tally. Uh, by three points further back from Ping are London Legacy, who uh, sit, sit on the 12 points in the league table. Just three games left to play in the league. Three victories and three draws. A pretty solid effort after a very difficult start to the season. They've really picked up in recent weeks. As have Ivory United, who have a very similar record in many respects. They've played 14, so they do have a game in hand on Legacy. Three victories and three draws, accruing them 12 points in their maiden campaign in 11-a-side football. Just below them are Epping Royals, who are into their second campaign in adult football. It's been a bit more of a struggle this term, you might say. Just two victories, but five draws. The draw specialists in Division 6 by, by, by many a mile. 11 points picked up, though. That's not, not, not to be smirked at. Um, and they sit within a couple of points of a comfortable mid-table finish. And bottom of the table, albeit with a lot of games left to play, are Epping Forest Falcons. They have just two wins and a draw from their 11, but they do have two and three games, respectively, in hand on the sides above. But they do, of course, still need to convert those into victories. And that brings to a close our roundup of the uh, the league um, proceedings for January. We have a quick look now at our goal scoring chart as things stand presently. And, and in the Golden Boot Award, we have two players who sit on identical records. And that is not only goals, but also the number of matches that those goals have been accrued in. We have George Burton of Leightonstone Athletic with 27 goals in 10 games. And what a, what a ratio that is. As is Troy Jules with also 27 goals in 10 games for Alpha. Those two sitting proud at the top of the table. There's then four players sitting in second place, which is, which is 22 goals accrued by Dwayne Francis Riley of Romeo Colts, Charlie Harper of Debden Sports Reserves, Charlie Moore of Rayfield Park Rovers, and Dimitras Alari of Aventor. And our last look at the stats for this month is at our clean sheets chart. And that is topped by St. Augustine's Tristan Hickman, who has picked up six clean sheets, which is two more than all of the other goalkeepers in the competition. What's been an excellent start um, for the season for for St. Augustine's really reinvigorated their team this year. Two goalkeepers keep chase uh, on four clean sheets, and that accolade goes to Ryan Bussey of Ronio Colts and Jack Legg of the Division 6 leaders Mansfield Rangers, both of whom, as I say, have picked up four clean sheets. And that brings to a close our Essex Sunday Corinthian League roundup for the month of January. And we look forward to bringing you more of our coverage next month in what, in, as we'll be starting to approach our cup finals time and the business end of the season very much so. 
Goodbye for now. Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast. Uh, as always, going to run through the results from the week just gone, look at the fixtures for the coming week, look at the Super 6 and the game of the week from last week and next week. So starting off with the results in the Premier Division, Phoenix 1, Bournemouth Rovers 5, Six Bells 1, Queen's Head 4. In Division 1, Stratford Arms 2, AFC London Road Reserves 0, Wheatsheave 0, Pinewood 1. In Division 2, the game of the week, top of the table clash. Forever Young People nil, Wheat Hampstead 89-2. Uh, also in Division 2, Harpen and Cut Old Boy Reserves 1, Little Heath 2. And Welling Warriors 1, Six Bells Reserves 1. In Division 3, Oaks 2, TNF 10. Oceans 11-6, Beehive 2. In Division 4, Hearts Vets 3, Phoenix Reserves 3. Royston Rangers 5, Moortown 0, St George's 3, Stratford Arm Reserves 0. In Division 5, Marshallswick Rovers 5, St Albans Lions 1, Radlett Town 0, Brookmans Park Reserves 1, St Albans Warriors 3, Hatfield Comets 2. In the Challenge Cup, it was Plough and Harrow 3, Hilltop 3, Plough winning 3-1 on penalties. In the Charity Cup, Player Packs 1, Harbin and Cole Old Boys 3. In the Intermediate Cup, Hatfield Seniors 6, Hanbury 0. In the Junior Cup, AFC Mims 0, Wheat Amsterdam Wanderers 6. Two Willows 2, Phoenix A2. Phoenix, uh, sorry, two Willows winning 4-2 on penalties. And Welland Warriors 3, Royston Rangers Reserves 2. And in the KO Cup, Brookmans Park 3, Paxton Rovers 9. Moving on to the fixtures for this Sunday, the 6th of February. Starting in the Premier Division, Bournemouth Rovers against Skewbridge. Paxton Rovers against Plough and Harrow. Six Bells against Brookmans Park. In Division 1, AFC London Road Reserves against Hilltop. Harpen and Cole Old Boys against Blackbridge Axe. Pinewood against Stratford Arms. In Division 2, Forever Young People against Six Bell Reserves. And Welling Warriors against Harpen and Cole Old Boy Reserves. In Division 3, AFC Mims take on Auburn Dynamo. Ocean's 11 against Two Willows. Division 4, Phoenix Reserves against Hearts Vets. Hansbury's against Stratford Arms Reserves. And Mermaid Reserves against Moortown. In Division 5, Royston Rangers Reserves against Radlett Town. And St Albans Lions against Welling Warriors Reserves. In the Charity Cup, Hatfield Comets against Phoenix A. St George's against TNF and Wheatsheaf against Wheat Hampstead 89. In the Intermediate Cup, Little Heath against Mermaid, Marshalls with Rovers against Royston Rangers and St Albans Warriors against Oaks. And finally, in the KO Cup, Player Packs take on Queen's Head. So then on Sunday, the game of the week was FYP FC against Wheat Hampstead 89. Top two in Division 2 and, yeah, Wheathampstead 89, who are in second place in the league, coming out on top 2-0 winners. Uh, heard it was a good game. Wheathampstead just taking their chances. FYP not taking theirs. Pretty simple, really. Um, what it does for the league table, Wheathampstead are now one point behind their league leaders. However, forever young people do have a game in hand. But what that win does do is it will give a lot of confidence to Mermaid in third and Little Heath in fourth, who have... 
four and five games in hand on the league leaders respectively um all to play for here these teams playing each other three times in division two because they've only got eight teams so there's still a lot of football to be played and this is most definitely um wide open wide open division even in fifth place st Albans warriors with eight uh well in warriors sorry with eight games to go on 18 points, only 10 off the leaders. It, it, it's, it's a lot of football still to be played. Um, I wouldn't like to call it. There's some really good sides in there. And uh, yeah, it looks really, really good. Good competitive division, which is obviously what we want. Moving on to the Super 6 now. Um, this week, uh, the Super 6 will consist of Paxton Rovers against Plough and Harrow in the Premier Division. Both sides started 2022 fantastically. Well, uh, that's actually not true. Paxton started with a heavy defeat, but since then have turned it around with two fantastic wins back-to-back. Really hit a good run of form. My side actually played against Plough and Harrow our first game back and Plough were um, much improved from the time the team that we beat back in November and uh, they've done fantastically well. Um, unbeaten uh, this side of the year, uh, including the only team to take points off of Skew Bridge. So I think this is going to be a cracking game. Uh, I know Plough will be looking to get their revenge. They lost uh, the opening game of the season against Paxton 5-2. I think this will be a really close game, but I'm going to put my money on Plough and Harrow. I think they're going to get the job done. It's going to be close. I'm going to say 4-3 to Plough and Harrow. In Division 1, Harpen and Cut Old Boys against Blackbury Jacks. Both sides have taken points off sides that maybe people wouldn't have expected them to. Blackbury Jacks took points from Hilltop, Harpen and Colts just seem to be uh, player packs of bogey side at the moment. They Every time they play each other, they get a result. So this will be a good game. I think it will be on as even. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. In Division 3, Ocean's 11 and 2 Willows, both on a good run, run of form. Ocean's 11, fantastic win against the league leaders, Beehive at the weekend, 6-2, quite a convincing victory. And 2 Willows going through in the Cup. Uh, I think this will be a close game as well. I'm going to go with the form book. Uh, so I'm going to say Ocean's 11 to win 3-2. In the Charity Cup, St George's, um, big win against Stratford Arm Reserves at the weekend. TNF with a huge victory against the struggling Oaks in Division 3. I think this will be a really close game. Um, I'm actually going to go for an away win, though. I think TNF will win it 3-2. In the Intermediate Cup, I've gone with Little Heath and Mermaid, two sides that I mentioned earlier that are well in the title race in Division 2. This will be a really, really close game. Uh, but I'm going to go with Little Heath on this one. I think it'll be really close. I know Richard and Charlie who run Little Heath and also know Swanee and Andy who run Mermaid. It'll be a cracking game. Two good football insides. It'll be a really good game to watch this one. Uh, I'm going to go for Little Heath 2-1. And finally, St Albans Warriors against Oaks. St Albans Warriors, big win at the weekend. Um, good home win. Uh, Oaks really struggling in Division 3. Uh, out of their depth, it seems, in that division. Uh, Warriors a couple of division below will fancy it. And I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to go to 2-0 for St Albans Warriors. Um, this week, um, my game of the week, it was a tough one. Um, it was a real tough one, but I've gone for the two informed teams in the, in the Prem, Paxton and Plough, uh, as my game of the week. That's all this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out the Super 6 on the social medias for Hearts Ad Sunday League. Um, get involved. Chance to win some free kit for your, um, for your team. And also, please, uh, we'll be tweeting it all week because of the free Charity Cup games this week. A link to the, um, the Just Giving page where we're raising money for a men's mental health charity, Calm Zone. Um, really, really good calls, obviously. And uh, yeah, any donation, like, share would help. So thanks very much. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. 
Welcome to this week's Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast with myself, Simon Finnegan, bringing you a roundup of this week's action and a look ahead to next week's fixtures. First up, the Premier Division game between Aylesford and Marden Miners saw Marden record their second win on the bounce in the league, hitting the home side for six with a solitary Tommy Whitnell goal in reply. The game saw Robbie Smith grab four goals and one each for Johan Caney Bryan and Daniel Baxter moving Marden up to third and sees Aylesford slip to fourth. Elsewhere, East Morling stay top and extend their advantage over Park Royal to four points by beating their rivals 3-1 at home. Mackenzie Gardner, Zayed Garley and Jack Hislop all on the score sheet for Morling. Wayne Raymond with a royal goal, leaving them looking over their shoulders with Marden now having three games in hand over them and only a point behind. In Division 1, Byron Blues won 1-0 at home to East Morning Reserves, courtesy of a Jake Bates goal. Langley Athletic are now a point clear at the top, but having played three games more than the nearest rivals, Aylesford Reserves. Langley recorded another win, this time away from home at IGS, running out 4-2 winners care of Alfie Cox with a brace, Randall Hadaway and Andrew Thomas. Tom Webb and Eddie Davis with the goals for IGS. The final game in the division saw Yording and Ladderford win on the road at Sutton Valence. For more on this match, David Borton caught up with James Faulkner. So I'm with James Faulkner, the manager of uh, Ladderford and Yording Football Club, and uh, you just won 1 0 this morning against Sutton Valence Village. Tell us about the game, James. Uh, the game was a little bit scrappy, a um, bit of a bottom of the league clash wasn't it so it was a bit back and forth a bit scrappy um, but in the end we came out victorious 1-0 from goal from Grant Allen scrap <laughs> typical of the game really scrap in the middle of the box he's got his toe on the end of it dribbled into the bottom corner so yeah, happy it was, um, the win I mean the pitch was a bit like your own pitch isn't it? <sighs> tell it, me about it yeah it was um... the pitch was a bit boggy a bit hard to play on but end of the day the result was what important and then, have you had many games called off because of Covid or anything like that um, are you all no. back to full strength um, yeah we're back to full strength we were alright really we weren't really hit with any Covid um, but we went nearly a month without a fixture because of teams pulling out of the league and things like that but ok fine that, um, right. I thought Dave, uh, Dave is it Dave McCall had yeah. a cracking game in the centre of the park old head in there oh. played pretty well using the experience he is I think, yeah, he is the oldest member of the team Okay. Like he gets his foot on the ball, settles the game down. But and uh, as a general point, you've obviously you come from the West Kent Sunday League and um, you applied to come into the league this season in yeah. Maidstone. So have you feel like you've settled in and the travelling a little bit easier for you? Yeah, it's a lot easier. Most of the games are pretty local for us and it was nice to come in and, and the teams were all sim- similar equivalent. So it's been a good challenge, a bit more okay. of a battle for us. Great. And just lastly, who you got next week? Uh, I don't know. We've got oh, there team. you go. Yeah, I don't know who we've got. Well, congratulations Cheers, and uh, it was a good three points for you. Thank, Thank you very, very much. much. Cheers, Dave. Bye. Thanks for that interview, Dave. Two matches in Division 2, and Vinters picked up an away win at Invicta Sunday by two goals to one. William Holness with the Invicta goal. That victory sees Vinters up to third in the table with three games in hand over leaders Snodland and just a seven-point gap. Minter got a point away at Park Royal Reserves with a two-all draw. Daniel Brown and Alfie Crickmore for Park Royal and Peter Reapmer and Lloyd Standing for Minter for their first draw of the season. No change in position for either team from that result. Unfortunately, Labour Chase versus Barman Youth was postponed and sadly Chase have called an end on their time with the league and folded due to struggles with getting numbers out on a Sunday morning. A real shame to see another team go.
In Division 3, Maidstone Kestrels were 2-1 winners at home to Lynn Valley, despite losing Ryan Yap to a red card. Brandon Hole and an own goal for Kestrels, with Jason Parson for Valley. Cross Keys won 4-2 on the road at Walnut Wanderers. Matt and Ashley Dawson on the score sheet for Keys, although Ashley with the hat-trick bragging rights. That result puts Yalding and Lanford reserves within touching distance now, with Keys having two games in hand. That quest would have been helped by the league leaders getting a thumping wing over Yalding, running out 14-2 winners. Both Yalding goals by Jacob Donnie, and for the Jags, four came from Karen Lee, a brace each for Curtis Collins, Stephen Littlewood and Wayne Tamplin, and further goals from David Adamiju, Dominic Archer, Nathan Maitland and Ryan Mean. That opens up the lead for the Jags to six points at the top, although having played two games more than Leybourne City. City were in cup action in the President's Cup Group B, where they progressed to the quarterfinal stage with a 6-1 win over Invicta Rangers. Two for Lewis Nichols and goals from Ashley Poppy, George Davis and Bradley Jeffrey, whilst Toby Lindley got the reply for Rangers. City also lost Jack Newman to a red card but didn't hinder their progress. Coxie from Farley went through, winning 5-2 at Maidstone Tempest. Maris Bruges, Callum Simmons, Jamie Tree and a William Humphrey pair for the Heath. Luke Gilbertson and Scott Smith scoring for Tempest. Parkwood Jupiters and Kent Sands United played out a free-all draw and had to settle their tie on penalties. In normal game time, Richard Winter and a Tyler Rose brace for Jupiters and Jamie Gamble, Callum Hatcher and Ryan Lovejoy for Sands. Jupiters winning the shootout 8-7. The final tie saw another free-all draw, this one between Snodland and Leybourne. Ben Twist continuing his goal scoring for the season with another two, along with a Nicholas Cook goal. Leybourne's score is not known, but it was Leybourne who went on to victory in the shootout 4-2. So now we know who are through to the next round, it's time to cross to Ian Tucker with a draw to find out who they'll be playing. It's time now for the Presence B Cup draw, and uh, this competition is sponsored by Shepard Neem, and our big thanks to uh, everyone there for their uh, continued support. So we're at the semi-final stage and these matches will be played on Sunday the 20th of February with the winners of both those games coming to the Gallagher Stadium for the final which will be held on Friday the 11th of March. Uh, Dave Bolton, the chairman of the league, Steve Taylor, the league secretary are here with me. We've got uh, four in the bag ready to go so let's um, let's give that a bit of a mix up. All present and correct, and uh, yep, David's going to be drawing, drawing the home teams, and Steve will do the away side. So, uh, David, how would you, sir? All right, first one out is uh, number one. And number one, that's Leybourne City. Play number four. Number four, oh, there we go, nice tee up there, and all Leybourne semi-final. Leybourne City versus Leybourne. And the second semi-final, number two. And number two, that gives home advantage to Parkwood Jupiters. Yeah, the last one, I'm right at the bottom of the bag, number three. And number three is uh, Coxheath and Farley. So they are, those are our semi-final matches. Leybourne City versus Leybourne. And Parkwood Jupiters versus Coxheath and Farley. 
Uh, those fixtures will be played on Sunday the 20th of February with the winners here at the Gallagher Stadium on Friday the 11th of March. Good luck to all the teams and we look forward to the uh, final coming up in March. Thanks Ian and all involved in that draw. Now, it's time to take stock at the end of the month and catch up with who's top of the goal scoring charts. In the Premier Division, it's no surprise to see Tommy Whitnell in the lead with 17 goals as hardly a week goes by without his name popping up. Averaging just shy of two and a half goals a game is not to be sniffed at, but he's got Raymond Chadwick of Park Royal hot on his heels with 15 and Johan Caney Bryan in the same position. Sam Tate of IGS leads the way in Division 1 with 15, with Alfie Cox of Langley with 12 and Dale Davis of Aylesford Reserves with 11. Division 2 sees the lead in three with 70 goals between them and leading is Ben Twist of Sodden with 27, averaging just over two a game. Next up is Lewis Sharp of Barman with 24 and William Holness of Invictus Sunday with 19. Billy Bean of Whitehorse Jaguars leads Division 3 with 17 for the season so far, Matthew Spry of Len Valley next on 17 and Callum Hatcher of Kent Sands United weighing in with 15. This weekend we've got five league fixtures, three Challenge Cup and a host of Invitational Cup games. East Morling will be looking for another three points to stay top of the Premier Division as they take on Rubicon. Barming Blues play Langley Athletic with Langley hoping for another win to move clear from the chasing pack in Division 1. Coxheath and Farley face Invicta Rangers, Invicta Sunday play Barming Youth and Park Royal take on league leaders Snodland in Division 2. In the Challenge Cup quarterfinals, Aylesford face Division 1 IGS. Then Valley of Division 3 take on Division 1 Laybourne Angels. And Marder Miners face Division 2 Minter. Now a number of matches in the Invitational Cup. Cross Keys versus Maidstone Tempest. Laybourne City versus Maidstone Kestrels. Whitehorse Jaguars versus Rochester Under 18s. Yording and Landedford Reserves versus Barming Youth Under 18. Aylesford Under 18s versus Walnut Wanderers. Coxheath and Farley Under 18 versus Parkwood Jupiters. Kingshill Colts versus Kent Sands United. And finally, Maidstone United Under 18 versus Ditton Miners. That's all for this week. All that's left to be said is take care, stay safe and enjoy the football. This is the Metropolitan Sunday League, part of the Selk All Across the Leagues show, starting with the results from the 30th of January. In the Ron Pope Premier, AFC Brixton 4, Belmont Athletic 2. Catford Wanderers versus Grand Athletic was postponed. M Boys gave away a victory to Golden Eagles, uh, who couldn't fulfil the team. M Boys couldn't fulfil the team, that is. Zavalas 1, FC Kawuya 3. Into the John Pitt Senior. FC Corin Town versus Terrett Rangers postponed. Uh, I don't know why, haven't got any 
reasons for that. Broccoli Athletic 5, Lit Cap Nil. Duke Clarence 5, FC Rondo 2. Into Division 1, AFC Charlton 2, Catford FC 2, Bromley Green South 3, Dio Valente 3, Honor Oak 2, Duke FC 2, London Lionhearts 1, Greenwich Park Rangers 14. Into Division 2, ES Lions. Couldn't fill a team, so Blues FC won that game. Intervector nil, Petswood Senior Black Vultures five. South London Doves nil, Bromley Road three. Sporting Lion nil, Rosen Crown one. The Peoples FC two, Charlton Reserves two. Or AFC Charlton Reserves two. On to the fixtures for the 6th of February. Starting with the Ron Pope Premier, Belmont Athletic versus FC Karuya, Grand Athletic versus Catford Wanderers, FC Brixton play Zavalas. Into the John Pitts Senior, Athletic Dildawa versus Duke Clarence, Carbet FC versus AFC Croydon Town, Litcap versus FC Rondo. Division 1, AFC Coin Town Reserves versus London Lionhearts, Catford FC versus Bromley Green South, Honor Oak versus AFC Charlton, and Duke FC against Greenwich Park Rangers. Finally, it's Division 2, AFC Charlton Reserves versus South London Doves, Interfector versus Bromley Road, Petswood. Senior Black Vultures versus ES Lions, Rosen Crown versus The Peoples, and Sporting Lions versus Blues FC. That's all for this week. Be safe, stay injury free, enjoy the game. Next week, hopefully, I have a roundup of where we are on the leagues for each division. Take care. Bye. I'm going to Raf from Grand Sports, representing North Kent Sunday League this time. Starting from results from last week in the senior division, Longfield Athletic winning 6-1 against Swanscombe Tigers, and Real Gima winning 2-0 against the Sun, top of the table clash that. In Division 1, New Ash Green winning 5-2 against yeah, Leather Old Bottle. In Division 2, ourselves, Grand Sports winning 3-1 against Graves and Spartans. Granatic drawing 2 against the Robbers Nest. Sean Hyam drawing 4 all against Wanscombe Tigers Reserves. In Division 3, Cobham Sunday losing 4-2 to AFC Bells. Graves and Cricketers winning 2-1 against Crayford Town. The Rising Eagles drawing 2 all against Springhead Park. In Division 5, AFC Bexley winning 4-0 against Nuevo Club. In the President's Cup, Charlton and Victor and Dartford Lions was abandoned. Gurnanak Reserves losing 11-0 to Halls AFC. In the Senior Cup, Dartford Eagles losing 6-1 to Black Lion Hartley. In the John Robertson League Cup, Graves United losing 1-0 to 6 Bells. In John Robertson League Cup B, the Rose and Swanley drawing 3-0, with Swanley winning 5-3 on penalties. 
Doffle Flick losing 2-1 to South Thames Cavaliers. Hollister's winning 6-1 against the Queen. South Downth United losing 3-1 against Taverners. Fixtures for this weekend in the North Kent. In the Senior Division, FC Oddfellows take on the Sun. In Division 1, New Ash Green take on South Downth. River United take on Black Lion Hartley. Leather Bottle take on Dartford Eagles. In Division 2, FC Rocheville take on Sean Hyam. Swanscombe Tigers Reserves take on the Robins Nest. And Valley Rovers take on Gravesend United. In Division 3, the Rising Eagles take on Cobham Sunday. In Division 4, AFC Phoenix take on Pelham Dolphins. Hollisters take on South Durant United. In Division 5, AFC Bexley take on Dartford Athletic. Dartford Lions face Noivo Club. And Grunanak A take on the Queen. Cup action, President's Cup. AFC Bells take on Taverners. South Thames Cavaliers take on Swanley. John Robertson League Cup action, quarter-final stages. Crayford Town take on Grunanak. Ourselves, Grand Sports, have Gravesend Cricketers. Ridgeway Darts take on Six Bells. And Springhead Park take on the Gravesend Spartans. Tables from Sundays. So in the senior, Real Gima sit top. Uh, on goal difference, uh, ahead of the sun, both on 10 points. Division 1, Black Lions sit at the top on 19 points with Riverview just behind them on 14. In Division 2, Rocheville sit at the top on 21 on goal difference ahead of ourselves, Grand Sports in second, but we have played a couple of games more than Rocheville. In Division 3, Halls sit on top, 35 points from their 12 games with Springhead having played 15 games but sit 10 points behind on 25 points. Division 4, South Durham United sit top, 23 from their 10 games played, with the Rose in behind on 16 points. And Division 5, Queen sit on top, 24 points from their 9 games, with Grunanak A, 3 points behind, having played a game more. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast. The game is played on Sunday the 30th of January. In Premier Division, St Joseph's, playing just their fourth league game of the season, put down a clear marker for the rest of the campaign with a stunning 6-1 away win over league leaders Old Valerians, who suffered just a second defeat of the season. Joe's dominated from the start and went ahead when a a corner by Alex Ward was met with a header by Harry Seabrook, whose shot was helped in by Dan Griggs. It was Griggs again who helped himself and Joe to Joe's second with a fine piece of individual skill. Just before the break, Jake Tabor saw his run and shot deflected into the net. Then, in the second half, Griggs added two more to his tally before Alex Ward headed in the sixth. Old Falarians pulled back a late consolation goal through Callum Woodcock after he had been set up by Charlie Haley. In the Eric Hand Challenge Cup third round, Everett Rovers-Reed may be struggling in the Premier Division this season, but they are performing far better in the cup competitions 
as they currently top their group in the President's Cup and reach the last eight of the Challenge Cup with a 6-3 win over First Division Langleybury Cricket Club. Nick Curley was the star man for Everett as he notched up four of his team's six goals, with Tom Horton and Jason Pusey also netting. Langleybury never gave up and scored three times thanks to goals from Oliver Eilott, Greg Cook and Finlay Reid. In Division 1, Bushy Rangers made it seven wins from seven as they beat Chester United 2-0, who still remain leaders, although this reverse was a second straight to the fellow title contenders, coming on the back of a defeat to Abbots Langley two weeks ago. The two goals came in the first half early on, when Mark O'Connor drove home following a move down the left-hand side. Both sides then missed chances before Jordan Toomey sealed the win before the break, when he raced onto a ball over the top, controlled it and fired in. This win leaves Rangers two points behind Chess, but with six games in hand. Abbott's Langley Club slipped to third, as they were held to a nil-nil draw by second-bottom WDFC in a game of few chances to either side. In Division 2, it was a good morning for the top two, Woodside and Hertfordshire Eagles, as two of their closest rivals, Watford Town and Forza Watford, suffered surprise defeats. Woodside came from behind three times to finally beat St Mary's Harefield 4-3, with the winning goal coming with the last kick of the game. Carl Swan scored twice for St Mary's, with Charlie Mallin also on target. Henry Hardman replied with two goals for Woodside, supported by strikes from Harry Beaumont and Drew Snellam. Hertfordshire Eagles remain in second place, four points behind Woodside, with the same number of games played, after they saw off a determined performance from Watford Youth Sports to run out 4-2 winners. James Hicks, Dan Linfield, Henry Gibbor and Connor Wagner all scored goals each for Eagles, with Taylor Kemp netting both of Watford Youth Sports replies. Watford Town lost ground as they went down to a 2-0 defeat to Chelfon Saints. Dan McCain and Dylan Wells scoring the vital goals, whilst Forza Watford suffered a 3-1 defeat to mid-table Dunbar, Jay Haynes with two and Ben Kelly with the other. Forza's consolation goal coming from Giuseppe Delgado. West Hearts gained a second win on the bounce, beating Sparta Phoenix 3-1, and it puts some daylight between themselves and the bottom three. Brandon Whitman scored twice alongside with an own goal, and Charlie Voss replied for Sparta. In Division 3, Wishingwell Watford moved off the bottom of the table for the first time this season, with a third win of the season, 3-2 over second place Watford Youth Sports Old Boys. 
It was some measure of revenge for an 8-4 hammering by the same side at the start of December. Alex Dean and Callum Lusai, Brandon Pope, scored the goals for Wishing Well, with goals from Lewis Taverner and Alfie Sturman not being enough to prevent just a third defeat of the season for the old boys. That defeat for old boys means that BBFC have opened up a six-point lead at the top as they beat King George 5-2, who was themselves suffering a second defeat in as many games. Leaving them clear, King George that is, ten points behind BB, although they do have a game in hand. James Barnett scored a hat-trick with Tom Coleman a brace for BB. And Steph Blaisden and Carl Davidson replied for King George. Goals from Stribby Wiltshire and Raph Martins were enough for Southern Cross to beat Brickywood Acorns and keep themselves in the title mix. Francis George beat Batchworth 5-2, Tom Minton scoring four times and Brett Beaumont once. Michael Walsh and Greg Campbell replied for Batchworth. Wishing Wells win means that Rio Rovers have slipped to the bottom of the table as they could only manage a 1-1 draw with fellow strugglers Inter. Graham Melson scored for Rio and Chris Dead got the goal for Inter. As these were the last games for January, let's give you a quick run-through of the tables as they currently stand. In the Premier Division, we still have Old Falarian's top with 17 points from nine games. In second place are North Watford with 16 points in, from six games. Third, St Joseph's with 10 points from just the four games. Fourth are FC Unicorn with eight points from nine games. A surprising fifth are Oakview with eight points from eight games. Evergreen are sixth with five points from seven. Uh, and so are... Everett Rovers Reed, who currently sit bottom, again with five points from seven games, but a slightly worse goal difference. In Division 1, Chess remain at the top of the table with 23 points from 13 games, but Bushy Rangers are just behind them in second place with 21 points from seven games. Abbott Slangley are third with 21 points from 12 games. Caspi Rangers have 16 points from 8 games in 4th. 5th sees Langleyberry with 15 points from 11 games. 6th a Soccer with 12 points from 12 games. 11th a Bushy Eagles with 11 points from 9 games. 8th WDFC 11 points from 11 games. And at the bottom Ricky ASC with 5 points from 11 games. In Division 2, it's a much tighter affair. At the top, Woodside have 30 points from 11 games. Second are Hertfordshire Eagles with 26 points from 11 games. Third, Watford Town, 24 points from 13. Forza Watford, fourth with 23 from 12. Fifth are St Mary's with 21 from 11. 
Sixth Chelfon Saints, 19 from 11. Seventh Dome Bar, 16 from 13. Eighth Watford Youth Sports, 15 from 12. Ninth West Hearts, 12 from 13. Tenth Sparta Phoenix, 10 from 12. Eleventh Dunning Bar, 9 from 12. And bottom of the table, Abbott's Wanderers, 4 from just the 11 games. Finally, in Division 3, again fairly tight at the top, although BBFC are quite clear at the moment with 34 points from 13 games. Watford Youth Sports Old Boys, 28 points from 13. Third, King George, 24 points from 12. Fourth, Southern Cross, 24 points from 11. Fifth, Francis George, 19 points from 15. Sixth, Brickettwood Acorns, 18 from 15. 7th, Inter, 12 from 12. 8th, Batchworth, 11 points from 12. 9th, and just off the bottom, Wishing Well, 11 points from 15. And at the bottom, now Rio Rovers, 10 points from 14 games. That's it for this week's podcast, and uh, we'll be back next week. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.